You're listening to the Hair Dudes Conversations podcast, episode number 19, and the dudes in the house tonight, we're a bit light tonight, we've got Duncan Kenna and myself, Greg Clark, and in tonight's episode, we'll discuss the Premier League, the monster that is Haaland, movies, uh, life, the war, and some episodes in our life that we found a little bit of fun. So sit back and spend some time with the Hair Dudes. Good evening everybody out there in the big old crazy world that we live in today and welcome to another episode which is episode 19 of the Hair Dudes Conversations podcast. We're a little bit light on dudes this evening because it's been a busy weekend. We've had Salon International and Mr. Keith Owen has been down there getting educated and probably even educating some people. Um, Sean is educating tonight and it's got stuck the short straw. He's had to be staying back late to teach and our lovely friend uh, Mark McCauley is over seeing Brian Ferry in concert in Glasgow. And I'm sure he's paid for that. Now he's gone on the tails of some celebrity star that's brought him over. But he'll fill us in and he's going to give us a review on the next episode. And then the other man that's missing tonight is our dapper dude. And it's Mr. Paul Stafford. And the reason Paul's not here is because if he was here, there would be three recipients of an Irish icon of Hall of Leaders. But there's... A, and that's what he got last night. And myself and, I, and Duncan have been honoured with that award. And it is, it's lovely to think that people consider you worthy enough that the industry gives you the award. And if ever there was somebody that, you know, should have given, given, be given something for what he's given to the industry, Paul deserved it. So he's probably a little bit worse for wear from the emotion of the whole thing. And he had a long travel from Belfast to Kilkenny and back up today. So you're stuck with the beautiful Duncan Kenna here. And his wife's after being in there fixing his hair and his makeup and all just before we came on. And you're stuck with grumpy old flat, floppy flat hair, Greg. You know, so tonight we're going to talk. It was a great weekend of football, wasn't it, Duncan? No, I don't particularly want to talk about that now, uh, Greg. Uh, although well, we want to talk about it. It'll take me two or three minutes. Well, I was gloating because myself and Duncan are involved in a football sweep where you predict score uh, wins, lose, draws and you gain points and Duncan is a shark at it, he's been very consistent, I think you've you've won it haven't you? You've yeah, came second last year. he's very very close all the time, there or thereabouts and I'm just, uh, get carried away with myself and sometimes I think I'm on top and then I don't but I have a little wager with a couple of guests that come into the salon, lads of mine that are into football so I, I'd be more inclined to want to win that for the bragging rights Within when the when they come in to have their hair done, than when the overall. But I'd like to win the overall, and then also my son is in it, and uh, he's always telling me, you know, nothing about football. He knows more, and then it's a great way of us saying you don't really know as much as your old dad. So this was the best weekend I've had on that sweep. I only got two matches wrong. I predicted every other game right, and the, the one that I was really struggling with was could Liverpool overturn Arsenal. Because they're seriously good team. There's only been one team that beat them so far this season. Who was that, Duncan? Who was that, Greg? I can't tell you that. Ah, you do. You played them last night. Good evening, everybody out there in the big old crazy world that we live in today. And welcome to another episode, which is episode 19 of the Hair Dudes Conversations podcast. We're a little bit light on dudes this evening because it's been a busy weekend. We've had Salon International and Mr. Keith Owen has been down there getting educated and probably even educating some people. Um, Sean is 
educating tonight and has got stuck the short straw. He's had to be staying back late to teach. And our lovely friend, uh, Mark McCauley, is over seeing Brian Ferry in concert in Glasgow. And I'm sure he's paid for that. Now he's gone on the tales of some celebrity star that's brought him over. But he'll fill us in and he's going to give us a review on the next episode. And then the other man that's missing tonight is our dapper dude. And it's Mr. Paul Stafford. And the reason Paul's not here is because if he was here, there would be three recipients of an Irish icon of Hall of Leaders. But there's a, and that's what he got last night. And myself and, I, and Duncan have been honoured with that award. And it is, it's lovely to think that people consider you worthy enough that the industry gives you the award. And if ever there was somebody that you know, should have given, given, be given something for what he's given to the industry. Paul deserved it. So he's probably a little bit worse for wear from the emotion of the whole thing. And he had a long travel from Belfast to Kilkenny and back up today. So you're stuck with the beautiful Duncan Kenna here. And his wife sat him in there fixing his hair and his makeup and all just before we came on. And you're stuck with grumpy old flat, floppy flat hair, Greg. You know, so... Tonight, we're going to talk. It was a great weekend of football, wasn't it, Duncan? No, I don't particularly want to talk about that now, uh, Greg. Uh, although, uh, if you want to talk about it, it'll take me two or three minutes. Well, I was gloating because myself and Duncan are involved in a football sweep where you predict score, uh, wins, lo lose, draws, and you gain points. And Duncan is a shark at it. He's been very consistent. I think you've, you've won it, haven't you? Yeah, he's very, very close all the time, there or thereabouts. And I'm just uh, get carried away with myself. And sometimes I think I'm on top, and then I don't. But I have a little wager with a couple of guests that come into the salon, lads of mine that are into football. So I, I'd be more inclined to want to win that for the bragging rights within when the, when they come in to have their hair done than win the overall. But I'd like to win the overall. And then also, my son is in it, and uh, he's always telling me, you know, nothing about football, he knows more. And then it's a great way of us saying you don't really know as much as your old dad. So this was the best weekend I've had on that sweep. I only got two matches wrong. I predicted every other game right. And the, the one that I was really struggling with was could Liverpool overturn Arsenal? Because they're seriously good team. There's only been one team that beat them so far this season. Who was that, Duncan? Who was that, Craig? I can't tell you that. How you do? You played them last night. <laughs> United beat them, yeah. It was a great weekend, now. I have to say it was a great weekend for football. Uh, even actually it's a good game on tonight, I'd say. I don't know what way that's going. But um, uh, I thought it was great because we had uh, Crystal Palace playing Leeds. And like that's Paul and, and, and Keith's team. And I put Crystal Palace down for a win. In fact, I think Leeds scored first. Yeah. It was 2-1, yeah. wasn't it? Leeds, Leeds scored first. Um, but I don't tend to back against... I, not, I don't like backing against Leeds. But I definitely don't back against Crystal Palace. So I put, always put them down for a win. Unless they're playing... Even, even if they were playing Man City, I still think I would put, put Palace down for a draw if they were at home. Um, so that was that was great football. If you there. ask Keith, he's probably say that's the safest bet for Palace. Put them down yeah. for a draw for every yeah. game. <laughs> but uh, I was I was I was happy that they won like and that kind of thing. I'm I'm getting very annoyed with Leeds manager. I just think he's 
it's, it's nearly like it's all about him. Or maybe he's trying to take the limelight off the players uh, so we can pick on the, the manager rather than the players. But like he's actually getting put up to the stand there for three matches and he was given a load of lacquery there yesterday uh, to the fourth official. And I just think he's, I just, I'm turning off him there, you know, I don't. So I won't be betting on, on Liverpool, on Leeds to win. Going back to the, the, the Arsenal game and the Liverpool game, it's very interesting because a fella, a fella on the sky put it down for a 3-2 win for, for um, Arsenal. If I had have taken his, I did put them down for a, a win, so I did get the Arsenal game. Um, but um, like the three two draw to, to win to pick it out like that was really really good. I thought Liverpool, <laughs> I thought they were a bit unlucky with the ball to hand kind of thing. Um, but having said that, they've got the bloody fair share of luck over the years, a big time. You know, last minute goals, and although in fairness they do play to the to the whistle, um, but I think they they have a bit of an issue going on there at the moment. They don't have a great defence, and the guy that used to be number one on the team sheet, who's that nice young lad, actually the Trent. Uh, Trent, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I think actually so I, he's, I, he's... I, you know me and Mark will verify my love of Liverpool is 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 about. I could probably fit it into me toenail and and it'd be me yeah. toenail at that. But I actually yeah. feel I don't like to see somebody picked on and victimized because at the end, you know what I mean. Yeah. They're, they're people at the end of the day, and I feel there's a yeah. media witch hunt against that young lad because yeah. if, if I listen to another fellow, he's oh, look at the gap and look what he's doing and look at he's and and it and I'm kind of going, no, it's a team sport. There's mm. other players that aren't pulling their weight, but they just seem to have it in for him. You know? Yeah, and I and it's I don't because he is a lovely young lad. Which He's reminds me, it reminds me a bit of Beckham when you think about yeah. when Beckham put the leg up that time and the man fell over and he was vilified the whole lot. And in fairness to Beckham, the only way he could prove them wrong was put the boots on and do it on the pitch. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's the other thing I think as well is the fact that he he hasn't. I remember we discussed it before. The Liverpool players consider playing for Liverpool bigger than playing for England. And I think yeah. you know some in some parts of England, playing for their mm. club is bigger than playing for the national team. And I think yeah. he might be one of them, and he's probably paying the price of the media going after him because of it. You know, I think it's terrible to. I think it's terrible for the media to go after anybody, but to go after young lads uh, like that that are actually because it's part of the game is how to play football, but part of the game is to build their confidence as well. A bit like our industry as well. Half of it's the hairdressing, but the other half is how to build confidence in a person so that they can do that job even better. But uh, I don't like to see uh, the media hunting uh, kids like that because they know that they're not probably playing well, but then they're getting pushed into the ground with losing their confidence and things like that. And it just messes up, it can mess up a kid's life kind of thing. But I hope that young lad does come back, and I think he will. He is a good lad. And by the way, when you say that about it's it's uh, more important for uh, them to play for Liverpool than the country. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that. I think there's also that them players are so uh, focused. They used I used to always say, heckin' Liverpool, they think it's their divine right to be Everton. They must be Everton every time. They, they, they're they arrogant. They think it's their divine right. And then I said to myself one day, well, hold on a minute. Why aren't we like that? If we had that mentality, 
we stand a chance. But we go out against Liverpool when we're playing with fear. We have to fear. How many goals are we going to be beaten with? We shouldn't be thinking like that. We should be thinking. You know, I I know I don't I don't want to harbor this on too much, but you know what they should be doing is what Muhammad Ali did. Muhammad Ali used to tell people at the weigh-in that he was going actually he used to stay quiet. And the other fella used to do the mountain, the other boxer, because he thought he could rattle Ali. And Ali would say no. And then Ali would get up, push the chair back, and he'd say, you're going, to, you're going down in the fifth minute of the second round. The fifth, he told him when he was going down. And he put it into his head, and all he had to say was, if I just can stay, stay in this fight for the fifth minute of the second round, or whatever like that. That's all he was focused on. The interesting thing, and you think about it, Klopp came out yesterday and said, "That's it. The league's gone. We're not going to win the league." Yeah. Oh, so is the is the psychology there that right? I'm going to get them focused on the Champions League because the league's gone. I don't think that's a good thing. If you're a player, are you thinking well, the manager said the league's gone? So why should we get up for the league matches? Yeah. Plus I don't fact, think that's the right thing to were, say. They were saying on the radio, and it's not the first time I had it. You know when you see a fella getting the uh, the big contract, and then yeah. like, you look at Salah there, he's on mm. what fifty a week guaranteed now. Is is a big mm. he's, he's done all the hard work and now he doesn't have to work as hard. Why? Because that's seeing him over the line. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. and there was a fan on this morning that talks with Salah. We probably get fifty million for him or whatever cash in. I'm going, but you, but you have to, he has to want to go, yeah. and they have to be willing to pay his wages. And then yeah. if you look at United there with Ronaldo, Ronaldo wanted to go. Nobody wanted him. So yeah. Salah is not as old as Ronaldo. But yeah. the club's looking and saying, does he really fit in? Is he going to give us the same as he gave us at, uh, he gave at Liverpool? Or are we going, yeah. you know? Whereas Mane, I, I, I always felt that Mane was a bad, like getting rid of Mane was a mistake. I thought I would have got, got rid of Firmino ahead of Mane without a doubt. Yeah, but Firmino is a great player too when he comes on. He mightn't play the full 90 minutes, but Jesus, when he comes on, Greg, he, he puts it in the back of the net. But I do agree with you there with Manny, and i tell you why. Because uh, it took Salah a while to, to sign that contract. But they, they were all about Salah and not about Manny. So Manny probably wanted to go. But I think, I'm not saying they sold the wrong person, but they should have kept the two of them and have competition between the two of them. You know, do it on Talk Sport this morning, they, they said there was chemistry between them two, even though, the, yeah. and it was great, there was big competition from what I heard yeah. between the two yeah. of them. And, the, yeah. you know, who's the best? Who's, that rivalry there, you know what I mean? There's a yeah. lot, you can get, who was it said this morning? I was listening to, um, it was the other morning I was listening to Talk Sport, I was out walking the dogs early and some fella came up and said, uh, you know, about one of the reporters and this girl had said, he's a he's a lovely man, he's a really nice man and I love listening to him and blah. And your man goes, yeah, he is a nice man, but like, who wants to be known as the nice man? And yeah. I'm going, well, mm. I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But in a football and an aggression, is it all gone very nice with Liverpool, with each yeah. other, with the team? That the, is Henderson, you know, not driving? You know what I mean? You think of a Roy Keane character, somebody that... Yeah. Always get it, and Milner's getting older now. And yeah, I think Milner puts in a bigger shift than most, you know. Yeah, but at the end of the day, they 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 have to watch what's coming behind because Henderson is on his last lap, and so is so is Milner. The guys know too, there has to be a rattle at some stage. And Mane is gone, 
And then this fellow's after getting money and he can sit in his fucking arse and make a bit of a face if he gets taken off. But I think Klopp is better than that. He won't do it this year, but he will sort out that team. The thing, I don't know, Mark would probably say that we're being a bit boisterous, but like they were in the game yesterday. They were in the game, but the difference was it sees the last few seasons when Liverpool in the get were in the game, you only seen one winner, and that was Liverpool. Yesterday yeah. you felt I, I felt the best Liverpool were gonna get out of that game at any stage was a draw. Yeah. And if you take it, they only drew with Southampton. At home. Yeah. And you look at Man City. He's got a serious job, Jürgen Klopp, mm. this weekend to motivate them for next week's match, which yeah. is against Man City. There's a lot of teams ahead of, uh, I don't mean on the on the table, but there's a lot of a lot of teams, they don't fear. It's a bit like that with United. They don't fear going out and playing United. They don't fear going out and playing uh, Liverpool now. now they do fear they do fear Man City and they do fear uh, Arsenal but he must be doing a serious job to have them up there no but as a neutral I'd gladly cheer for Liverpool next weekend because we you need somebody to start beating Man City the only yeah. problem I have is that on one result all their fans will be on social media saying that's it it's fixed now we're back we're going to hammer everybody we're winning the quadruple and, and it's not it'll be yeah. It'll help maybe get them a little before their maybe realisation. But I, I think if the real Liverpool showed up against City, he doesn't have yeah. a great record against Liverpool. They might do it. But based on the last couple of matches, it's gonna it's a real test of Jurgen Klopp's character. So let's talk a little bit about City and the, the phenomenon that is Haaland. Yeah, you're gonna ask me, you you were asking me there before we come on about uh, how special he was and was he brilliant and, and this and the other. Like, I would be thinking different. Like, I know he can put the ball in the net, and that's what it's all about. And so could Alan Clark for Leeds years ago, and so could, so can your man Kane or whatever. But when you take the overall player, I don't know how you can say certain players that put the ball in the net were the same players as George Best. There's no way that... You're talking about George Best, Maradona, Ronaldo, and there's probably one more out there somewhere. But really, that, there's not that many that worked for the team and bet players and then if he didn't like them come back and bet them again do you know right. in George Best he was I, I think if you look at football like if you look at basketball right and you'd say Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time yeah they've all nearly been indoor uh, they've more or less played on the same type of floor probably mm. the ball has changed a bit the boots maybe got a little bit better but by and large it's it's nearly you could say like for like you can yeah. I don't think you can compare George Best Bobby Moore against Ronaldo Messi. Look at the ball they were playing with back then. Yeah, yeah. Second and end. the grounds they were playing on. Look at the <laughs> the big stars they were playing in full of muck. Yeah. And they were trying yeah. to dribble. Do you remember you often see them the ball had stopped? It wasn't that they would done a trick to stop it. Yeah. The yeah. muck had just stopped it. That's right. And That's then right. you get Ronaldo Messi come along, and, and I'm sure they've you know, the conditions, when you look at any Premier League, it's it's like you you have it in your living room for carpet. It's that good. So the conditions they play in, they, like you look at Ronaldo there, is in a, a, a doing freezing uh, treatments. Have you seen that? No. Where no. You've seen him going in with gloves, mask on, right? And he's basically going into an, a freezer. Yeah. Whatever scientifically makes you breathe better or whatever, I don't know, but he's in there. But part of that, that celebration, did you see yesterday with him and Anthony? That's that, right. Yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing is that in the freezer, right. you're just lying yeah. in the freezer there. That was what that's about. But it's something yeah. to help his, his lung capacity, I think. It'd be like yeah. altitude. Maybe it changes the altitude and gives you better lungs. 
But the yeah. science that that man has gone on to prolong his career. Yeah, absolutely. George Best popping a bottle yeah. of champagne and see if he could get it to drip from one glass. That's right. Five. I know. I know. So, mind, so we but, can't compare. And this morning, yesterday morning, before I let you in on Haaland, so he's no agent, but he said, we, you were on the bus. This kid's only 19. And everybody's mm-hmm. having a banter and having a chat. And he's in the corner reading the book on meditation. So yeah. it's not... He's successful because he's been programmed. And and I'm sure every, look, every dad that has a son wants him to play for the best club in the world. But yeah. if you've got a dad who is an ex-professional to keep you mm. focused and, and keep you. But I think they're Norwegians. They're very focused on when you get, you know, on Danes and all that. They're very linear. And obviously he's programmed. Yeah. And then the young lad got this massive build on him. But yeah. I don't think he'll ever be as skillful at dribbling the way Messi did. No, because I, I haven't seen him beating anybody as such. I've seen him turning a few people and putting the ball in, in the net. He absolutely knows where, where where the goal is and that. Like, you know, he's a great lad. He's a great athlete and that kind of thing. And I, I wouldn't knock him. Am I right in saying that, that Man City is a stopgap for him on the way to Real Madrid? Oh, well, he said that his, his, I think his father or whatever I said, or his uncle, that, that, that they have a plan for how his career is going to progress. It's like yeah. moving to Dortmund, he could have gone to the Premier League, but he did. That was a, it. It's grown yeah. the progress. So you'd say, should he, will he go to Real Madrid? But it, it's a bit like, Mourinho jumping around from country to country to say I'm the best manager that ever lived because I won the Premier League, I won La Liga, I won this. Yeah. And, and like we were discussing earlier about people in our industry winning trophies, yeah. you can't dispute that. If somebody's done that, unless you've yeah. matched what they've done, yeah, they're, they're quite entitled. Well, then you're not qualified to talk on it unless you're no. in that league. Do you know? So I think if, if he does go to Spain... Will it make him a better player? No, but it passes. It moves his legendary status because Ronaldo done it. Yeah. Messi didn't. Messi gave his whole career really the best. Barcelona. Okay, he's with PSG now, but he's not. He's not. It's not the same player, really. No, and he was very sad now, and he doesn't believe that they treated him properly over there. But I mean, he got five hundred grand a week, like, and he got his game every week and things like that. So. It's like, I mean, it's the old story, isn't it? That he worked hard for Barcelona. Barcelona paid him really well. Work hard for him and get the goal. So, you know, it's a win-win. That's what you say. It's a yeah, win-win. A better, a better retirement plan to push Ergar or a, a top horse yeah. gets. Well, yeah. He breaks yeah, yeah. his leg, he brings him around the back to give him a bullet in the head. You know what I yeah. mean? I, I always used to think, what's what is with that? Can he not just fix his leg and let him wander around the fields? <laughs> Put the car around him. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'd, love somebody, I'd love to get somebody on some night that understands horse racing that could explain to us that if a yeah. horse's leg is broke, is that it? Finished. Or in the world of science we live in today, could he not? Could he not? I, I, I think there had to be some way to keep that horse because, you know, like I go for a walk on the back road here and there's two little, little uh, collies come running out and one of them has three legs. And the one that has three legs is always ahead of the one that has four. Do you know? Yeah. yeah. So, you uh, know, so and, you wonder about the horse. We're not putting Holland in the same category there, but he is. He is a beast. You know what I mean? And yeah, he is, and he's enjoying it, and he's he's really good, and he works great with Fulham as well. Like you know, uh, they work kind of well because they both of got hat tricks there the other day, and who was getting the ball was the thing. Like you know, but he didn't care. Holland didn't care about who was getting the ball. Like I I'd look at it. Right, if you take big name players moving, if you look at him, he went for 15 million, right? And you'd say mm. it's a cheap deal. And then if you look at us buying Anthony for 80 million, 
if you were to ask me which of the two players will be able to handle the status, the elevation, the money, the whole lot, you'd have to say Haaland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's been educated on that. He's, he's well yeah. read. He understands his progress. He they understands won't let him. The other poor lad has the pressure of every family member probably back in Brazil going, yeah. Jesus, we're all made up. Anthony's yeah. made the money. And we don't yeah. know the pressure that that kid's under when his performance yeah. isn't great of his family maybe saying, you were, buying, you were going to buy your sister a house. You're going to buy a yeah. brother a village or a town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Ah, he's lost the run of himself now since... That's right. There. So, That's that, right. you know, so there's a different pressure. Whereas I always yeah. I feel Haaland has been... It's like the perfect storm, isn't it? You know, yeah. from this day, he's been bred to be this person that will get there. Yeah. And for everyone that tries, thousands will fail. For oh, of course. One oh, of course. You know, and Mark... Mark some great there, teams. He was hoping that somebody would kick him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And next week, the only way that's going to happen next next weekend is if they let Mark on the pitch himself. That's right. And <laughs> he'll go and kick him. Yeah, cause, and because he he was good, he was a good kicker back in the day. Not kicking the ball, he was just good at kicking the yeah. opposition. Did you used to say about uh, the late Chopper Harris played for Chelsea? He's not dead now; he's just always late. But uh, he used to come in and try and get. Uh, Try and cut the legs off George Best. George Best would run rings around him. He'd make a show. Like, I mean, back in the day, even though I followed Everton, I knew more of the players for Leeds, Liverpool, Manchester United, could name them all. You know, even the players that didn't get that game, you, you just knew all them guys in the Chelsea. The big game around was always Chelsea and Leeds. Like, they were wild games there, you know. Like, isn't it terrible amazing. how managers can be blinkered at times I'm just thinking of something there right? And there's two topics I want to look at is that players leaving a club sometimes you say it's a downward spiral right Yeah. you look at Jesus at Man City yeah great talent he was in he was out he was in he was out he wasn't a you know a hall or whatever he's gone to Arsenal yeah. he's legendary already he's legendary well he's Blake he puts in a serious... out, no, we have club coming out and going, I wasn't too happy the way he went down that easy. And I yeah. felt like saying, We'll show you a few videos of Salah going yeah. down easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they all have, you know, it always feel it's a bit hypocritical when a manager comes out and criticizes somebody going down easy when they know their own yeah. players will do it. And yeah, it's, absolutely. It, it's the horrible part I hate. The waste and time, all that kind of thing. They all do it. Fernandez does it. For United and it gets up yeah. me back at times, you know what I mean? And the moaning at the referees and everything. Even take Everton there, right? Going to, in five minutes, going to go up it's United, right? And now the fans were blowing the whistle, right? And yeah. and, and the players were wasting time. We fucking ninety sorry, ninety-five minutes. Like, I, I couldn't believe because I I missed the first few minutes. And uh, <laughs> I couldn't believe that the man who gave the ball away. Right, was yeah. the fella that won yeah. the man of the match? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It was a game I looked at and I went, Jesus, the amount of mistakes from both sides here. Neither yeah. of these teams are going to win the league, and they'd be lucky to win anything. Yeah. Because I still feel yeah. Lampard has has turned the corner with them. He's got them playing a little bit better from where they were. It looked like they were going to be Leicester. You know what I mean? Where Leicester are, they're yeah. turning, but he's got them turned, and they're not going to be playing. Yeah. United every week because United are a team on the ascension of it with Ten Hag and he's starting to look the players and the money is there. You've spent money, 
You know what I mean? Like if you yeah. look at Liverpool, haven't even spent other than Nunes, they didn't really spend much money. And then you look yeah. at look what Chelsea spent. Now their manager yeah. seems to be getting it together. So it's yeah. ironic that a change of manager, same players, and all of a sudden they start playing well. You know? Yeah, I hope he does well there. I hope he's his success there. Like he was brilliant for Brighton, like you know. Did Brighton win the weekend, by the way? Brighton were beaten by Spurs one nil. I had that down for a draw. Harry Kane scored after yeah. twenty-two. But you look at it, 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 whoever stepped in there is is, yeah. is holding it together. So your man, you have to hand it to Potter. He, he's put a great team together there. Yeah, definitely. definitely it's, only, yeah. it's only when the manager starts to try and come back and nick them, team, them players off his own club. So yeah, Potter, like he'd obviously put a great team together there at, uh, at Brighton. You know what I mean? That It hasn't yeah. fallen asunder. Actually, yeah, as I was saying earlier, I was doing an interview this morning with a lady uh, and it was about salon etiquette and all that and, and about building your team and, and what people's perception of, like she said to me, what should they, like, should people tip? Is that something that should be there? And what should he tip as a 10 percent? You know, and I said, well, you tip what you feel you, the person deserves. So well, that's anything mm. from 1% yeah. to 50% if you want. But I said the one thing, I always feel about a team when you build up a team in a salon. I said the the only way you'll ever fall out with me, and I always look at Premier League managers. There is, I said, if you're going to open up your own, I wish you all the best. Yeah. But I always say, please don't try and pull my business apart when when you're in the process. So in other yeah. words, get your own team. I'll help yeah. you as much as you want, but don't try and pull my people away. And right. because remember how good it was while you worked here. And we're not yeah. leaving bad terms. And that's what I often feel with like Brent, uh, Brett Brighton are doing really well, but all of a sudden come January, if you yeah. if agents are I'm sure the agents for top players at Brighton are probably in the air of Potter going, do, do you want him? Do, are you gonna come after him? And the club yeah. not voting about this. So it's yeah. it's as to his character. Does he want Chelsea to be really good? Yeah. And he knows them players are good and try and get them over, or does he say, yeah. No, now Brighton are good for me? I'm not going after the players. Yeah, but most of them do do the the first thing, and that is to they they want success in the team that they're in, and they're going to uh, follow their manager because a lot of them sometimes might have played for Brighton, might have played for the manager, you know. So, and this, the manager was very successful, bought Brighton success, and made them individual players, household names as well. So. They would say, well, if he's going to Spurs or Chelsea, um, then we should go there because we'd have a great chance of getting trophies or whatever. So uh, it's it's inevitable, Greg, that that's going to happen, I think, uh, as it would in the industry as well, by the way. You know, like if 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 I'm if I'm in a salon for years and years and years and I have the same girls years and years and years and I go, without even asking them to come, they'll probably want to come with you. Oh, no, I'm not saying the clients. I'm yeah. saying is putting no, no, I mean the staff. I mean the staff. I have to leave and go with you. I didn't do it when I left PMs. Yeah. I opened up outside of the city. I didn't open up near the salon I was managing. And I told yeah. them, point blank, I, I'm not taking any of the team. Yeah. Because there was a team already there. But over time, a bit like part there, I said over time, if, if some of the team come and apply to a job for me, yeah, I'm not. I'm not coercing them away, but they, I will interview them the same as if this, the team that I had in the salon it took over because I didn't want to work for me and go to P, PM. The PM yeah. where I would say, "Oh, we're not going to interview you." Where, but initially it was to not do pull the business that had been good to you apart. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, but the thing, to go going back to the football end of things, if if he wants a centre half and he knows a really really good guy that he managed when he was at Brighton and is young enough and and honest player and will bring on the younger players and things like that. It's a no-brainer. You know, he's going to put in an offer for him. Now, he might ask, can he? He's going to know. Better the devil you know kind of thing. And like, he's just, he's just going, he knows that player. He knows everything about that player. Do you, you know? think, do you think Roy Kane gets cold sweats when he looks at Haaland? <laughs> well, you know, there was a thing going around. It's wasn't like there comeback, that? isn't it? You hate, you know, Roy Kane has no love for Man City. You know, he's yeah. no love for the dad either. You only have to look at the old footage. If you look at partnerships, Lawrence and and Hansen, yeah, and then yeah. you think of Pallister and Bruce, and then yeah. Ferdinand and Vidic, and uh, Yapstam, and and you know what I mean. They always had a solid partner, and you were only saying that this morning there that Virgil Van Dijk, yeah, was carrying that team at the back. He was yeah. the general, and he was playing like for two fellas. Like, yeah, think about it, Van Dijk was getting. When was the last time Van Dijk scored really? But he was scored yeah. on a regular base at one stage from set pieces. Yeah. And I say he's gone off the boil grade. He's had a dip in form. Yeah. Don't, he doesn't have the partner beside him that's going to say, I'll cover for you. That's yeah. good enough to be able to say, I'm covering for him until yeah. he gets. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's the hardest part for them because I don't mm. Matip or Gomez or whatever are going to be. And the, the young lad that came in, um, the black guy, the oh, I can't think of his name, Mark was here to tell us, he looked really promising. He looked mm. really good, but I don't know, is he injured? I don't think he's playing. But I don't know. Here, I'm sure we, you know, we can give us that on the next one. We'll get the updates, you know. So yeah. the, one, the next thing I want to go into, and we'll keep it sweet after this then, we're watching and listening to the media, okay? Mm. Yeah. We fe- I felt at times I'm, I'm in a, an episode of Game of Thrones because yeah. I keep saying winter is coming, winter is coming. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's your view of the industry in the coming months? Because mine would be, I, I've lived in this country all my life and the beauty of it is they can have four seasons in a day. And I can, remember, right. I can remember going out some Christmas days in a short like this and saying, God, it's really mild for Christmas. You wouldn't think, and my mom saying, God, you'd never think it was Christmas so mild. And we That's had right. mild winters. Hmm. Even look at the weather now at the moment. Yeah. And so yeah. if the, what if winter wasn't as bad? Yeah. Weather wise. Um, I, I tell you what I think. I think we kind of, we worry about things that may not even happen. Hmm. It's stupid. Like, and we were at a thing there, we sat from you, Greg, a little while ago, and you know, the guy got up to speak at the end, and he was speaking out about, we can control everything that's inside us, not outside us. Do you know, and I thought it was really good, even by reading exercise, that, and stop this worrying. About, we worry about things that may never happen, and it's all this doom and gloom on the thing. If it's not, if it's not the uh, Ukrainians and uh Russia is is China going to join them and North Korea going to join them or is Biden going to do this and this? Maybe nothing will happen. Like we worry about things like that. I tell you what, I I'm concerned about. I I'm after put up. Well, I didn't. I'm going to put up my prices next week. And I gave this serious serious thought. I was so annoyed with it because I know for natural fact when I put up them prices, I'm going to lose clients. There's nothing sure. And my turnover will not necessarily go up. It'll probably stay the same. And I'm thinking to myself, well, I'll just leave it alone, I'll leave it alone, this, that, there. So, but I'm saying to myself, well, hold on a minute. I only have control over two things. I'm in business 23 years. I've control over two things, which is the wages and the stock. 
I mean, color and all that kind of thing is going up. Um, the gas is going up. The ESB is going up. All the products are going up. All things like that. And I said, I'm going to have to put them up. Now, then now, will I put them up now? And will I counteract for the the, the vac going up in um, February? Which I don't think maybe we might even go up at all. So I said, no, let's just do this now. And let's see what else going on. And not be worried about it. I'm concerned about Christmas we're going to have because we need a really really good Christmas to try and get us over them couple of weeks after Christmas and I always think it doesn't matter what's going on in life when we get to that fine weather in May or even March when the clock goes forward and it, there's more brightness out there then it changes the whole uh, the whole thinking that we have and we get, go out and get, we get the short sleeve shorts and we uh, stay a little bit longer at night or whatever we go for walks and things like that so I think there's a great time coming into the spring spring is a great time, summer is a great time and all things like that we're going to get going, going again and we won't be thinking about I don't think we'll be thinking about See, we're, we're, we're very lucky here Duncan that we're having Paul because when, when it's time to switch to mm. winter clothes to spring, Paul will tell us yeah Paul told me one day I hear that's a lovely short you have on there, Greg, for summer. Yeah. So it was marking me card to go. It wouldn't be much more wear out of that, Greg. It's time for you yeah. to start putting your winter clothes on. Yeah. He's that. He's got that eye for detail. And that's why yeah. one of the big things I was trying to scare last night is I wanted to see what ensemble he had on. And yeah. Disappoint. A beautiful three-piece suit on him. And yeah. Yeah, when it comes to dressing, he, he should get an icon just for that alone. Because yeah, well, exactly. He is a well, style exactly. guru. We put the rest yeah. of us to bed. You know what I mean? When it comes yeah, to no, that. he's pure, he's pure class, really. The way he dresses is pure, he's pure class all around, actually. To tell you the truth, I, I don't know many people have heard saying, I don't read the papers, I don't look at the papers anymore. There's nothing in them. I say to Ari, I used to buy paper every day. Now I don't. I used to buy one then every Sunday. I don't anymore. And I like an independent, or I like the business post, or actually like the Sunday times, because you could be reading for a week. But it's all about doom and gloom and things like that. I mean, at my stage now, and I, I don't want to listen to that crap anymore of, of the wars, the wars and that kind of thing, and, and people getting killed unnecessary. I just think it's horrendous. It gets serious when you start thinking about hitting a button and sending a rocket over somewhere and taking out a whole hell. The thing that I hate about war is that politicians put put young men in a position that they to fight for something that they probably aren't even old enough to understand why they're fighting. Yeah. And I watched the I watched the movie there. It's on a I think it could be on Apple TV or whatever. But basically it's based on a true story and it's in the Vietnam War. And it's lads that couldn't go to the war or whether they're out for medical things or they didn't go because they were in the merchant navy or whatever but they're in a bar and uh, the barman was an ex you know uh, World War 2 vet and all that so he's kind of don't be talking you don't, I don't know where they're showing all them people getting killed on the television that's not good for morale it shouldn't be shown yeah. and they go yeah. well that should be shown that's what, and then didn't somebody say I'd love uh, they've all had mates out there he says we should I'd love to give them a beer. I'm sure they'd love a beer yeah. from at home. And your man, you yeah. a good few drinks, and he goes, yeah, and I, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring them beer. Because you're full of drink. And yeah. the, the barman goes, no, he's not. He's sober as that. He's only had five. Yeah. But he basically took a bag of beers yeah. Yeah. to Vietnam. He got over yeah. there 
and started trying to find people and didn't realize the war as it was. Yeah. What it was and what these young men were facing. And yeah. that life was was nothing to the people yeah. who were in control, whether it be yeah. one side or the other. But at the end of the day, young men were dying on both sides. Kids were yeah. being killed, people were being slaughtered. There's a fella gets thrown out of a helicopter by a CIA fella. But because yeah. he's in civilians, they all keep thinking he's a CIA guy. Can you imagine now? I'm and I'm hoping in one sense this is happening. The f- regular families like yours and mine mm. in Russia yeah. are looking and going, Dimitri isn't coming back. Why, yeah. why, why did he go on that war? And then yeah. when you look, and whether it's propaganda or not, but we're being told 10,000 Russians are leaving over the Kazakhstan border and the Georgia border. Yeah. And when they were interviewing one fella says, I'm a scientist. I'm not, mm. I'm not going to be fought up for Putin. I'm trying to be, so I'm not a soldier. Why would I be going yeah. to walk? And then this other man with his wife and two kids and a head and wife, why are you leaving? Because my son is the age, he's going to get drafted. I'm not giving up my son. Why would I give up my son? So yeah. it, it's trickles of water that create a stream, that create yeah. a lake, that create an ocean. So mm. if all these, this stuff comes back, yeah, but I always think of every policeman, mm family yeah. every soldier has a family and what if their family starts saying to them you shouldn't be doing that you need yeah. to and then what happens they look and they go you know i'm on the wrong side and that's so how did how did the czar get tumbled in the first place because public people turned against them and, yeah. and the own soldiers turned against them so i'm just hoping that we could wake up one morning now people say it's not yeah. going to happen that's not going to happen i go well i can remember people telling me that the war in ukraine wasn't going to happen He's not going. Yeah. He's not going to invade. He's not going to invade, and he did. Yeah. So yeah. what if he woke up one morning and he said, "Do you know what? There's been a revolution in Russia. People have turned on him, and, yeah. and, and they want they they don't want their kids being sacrificed because at the yeah. end of the day, the, the Ukrainians well are they're, they're backed up against the wall, and they're coming hmm. to fight. And let's face it, there's no you know back any anybody into a corner, and it's really yeah. life or death. They're coming out fighting. You know. But imagine, imagine, Greg, right? If you were a boxer and you were 25 years of age and you just won a major fight, you beat someone that was incredible. His nickname was The Bear and it was incredible that you would even. And at 25 years of age, you were drafted to go into the army and you wouldn't do it. You were at the height of your career now and you were drafted to go into the army and you wouldn't go in. Your license was taken away from you from boxing for three years. And a black guy did that on his own, Muhammad Ali, after beating Sonny Liston. And he did that on his own and he stood up. Like, I mean, he should have been keeping his mouth shut to be a black man in America at that time. But no, he was saying, I'm not doing that. He's a brother of mine. I'm not going over there to shoot someone. He was at the height of his career and he 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 had to stay out of that for three years. He came back down and became the champion again, actually for three times. Or, but to do that, like, I mean, I, I see a situation actually where they would revolt in. And I think they're doing it at the moment because I think that explosion on that bridge could have been done by Russian civilians. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. But uh, I just have no time for war. I think. I think governments think sometimes it's great for business. All these places get knocked down. They have to be built up again. Sure, oh, it'd be great for business. I just don't. I, I don't. I don't understand that killing one another. Anyway, for what? For 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 land. You know that. You know the people that start wars. They're fucking elephants, Greg. They're elephants. I can never understand that. The people that cause a lot of the trouble. Trouble in this world are old oldish people. They're on their way out, Greg. And what did they do? The last hurrah. They're going to leave a legacy, and they seem to think that's a great le- legacy that they 
No, I, I remember Keith, Keith. I don't know what he brought, talked about on here, but he, or he was telling me off camera. But he went to see the ABBA show. Yeah, Abba, the avatars in it. Right. He said his wife was chatting to him and blah blah, and he says, "I wonder when they're coming on." She says, "No, that's them. They're on." And he, <laughs> he actually thought those people like a warm up act. He didn't realize they were the avatars, and he says that's how yeah. realistic it was. And I said, yeah. "You know, I don't know whether I just said this on this. If I did, we give everybody a board and them again with it." But I remember saying. I actually watched Joe Biden doing an in, doing a reading a, a statement there the other day, and I was looking at him, and he was looking straight ahead like that. And I'm going to say, and the people of the United States right. of America, and somebody said he's reading the author cue. Yeah, but what if he went that that and and you realised he was he was he was an avatar? Because I yeah. said, let's face it, if ABBA can have the technology to create yeah. an avatar, what yeah. have the American government got to create? Yeah. That could make us all believe in something because yeah. I do look and I'd say, How has that man got the energy to do yeah. that job? Because I'm not at the end of the week and I'm only 59, I'm not running a country, and I'm not yeah. flying. And if I, fl- if I flew to America and I came back, I'd have to have a two at least two or three days sleep before I'd be talking to anybody. And all yeah. of a sudden, this man is traveling around the world over for the Queen, he's getting off a plane, he's doing another speech and another speech, and yeah. the man's in his, his 80. Are you serious? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, we think Ronaldo's good because he's playing football at 37. Yeah. You know, actually, yeah. here's an interesting one. Right? I often get beaten up over this, and this is way off the cuff. But last night, there's a, a lad, Barry, if you're ever listening to this, you're out there. He's a Liverpool fan. And uh, we used to knock heads a bit last season. They realised it's getting a bit too personal. So I'll just keep that for Mark now. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but he said last night, Ronaldo, because he hit the 700 goal of his career, you yeah. know, he should be playing him more, playing him more. And I could have gone, no, the, the fella's 38 years of age. Mm. So he come back and corrected me. He's not. He's 37. Yeah. And I said, when is he 38? And he says, February. I said, well, then yeah. he's nearer 38 than he is 37, because you don't go back, we go forward. Yeah. So yeah. when I usually, and my wife comes out to me, when I turn 59, yeah, people say, and people say, Well, are you? I'm nearly 60. I'm yeah, give me next birthday. She says, Why do you yeah. always go to the, the yeah. beyond? We can't, I know, and I don't go because we don't know. Maybe it's a, I feel a sense of achievement. A lot of people do that, Greg. My dad yeah. used to do that, and I think I might do it myself. I'd be 64. I'd be 64. No, I do tell people now I'm 60. I'm 64. I don't tell him I'm 65. Yeah, people like, like when I get a certain time into the air, they probably go, Whatever I am, when you say, How old are you? I'm my next birthday, yeah, because yeah, I feel yeah. I'm nearer to that age. So I, yeah. I gotta, you know, not made to throw you under the bus here, Barry. But I honestly feel you. You know, I don't. You can't go back in time. So yeah, look forward to getting to that age, and that's yeah. probably the way I look at it. You know what I mean? As mm. I said, he's all now. I came out, walked out of Stardust Fire as a seventeen-year-old. That's okay. right. That's a great story, Greg. Yeah, we say. Uh, well, that's one of the reasons people yeah. have that you're always happy and. Like when yeah, I the fun to be thing, and I just realized that, yeah, well, I was going through my life with a happy look at the yeah. glass half half full rather than half empty. And I think the world may, needs lots of different types of people. I can't change the person I am the same as somebody else can't change looking at a half half empty if that's the way they yeah. are. But if you're looking at a half empty, you're gonna to have to be doing something to prolong yeah. your life because it's a short life if you keep looking at the glass half empty, you know, yeah. and mm. like. You know, I, I look at the stuff in air industry now that's available for training and where mm. we're going and what we're trying to teach our teams and, and, and what we're trying to educate our, our employees yeah. to be. And that's how to handle modern day life. 
And that's, yeah. that's not even a gig. But all yeah. of a sudden, their mindset and yoga. And like, I got a yoga teacher in 2018 to, to do mm. a couple of sessions with the team. And, and they all loved it. They all loved it. Yeah. And some of them I knew wouldn't, they would never do yoga again. Yeah. They gave it a try. But I kind of go, I don't remember Peter Mark ever talking about going to yoga. It was, you know, yeah. Peter McDonald, anybody going to the pub. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But it was a different right. different time, you know what I mean? The yeah, young yeah. man said to me that works with me recently, I said, just come back with a holiday and only 18. I said, have a great time. Oh, I was okay. I said, geez, 18, go your holiday. It must have been good. I don't really drink. That's yeah. right. Oh, well, now I'm, now I'm really interested. Why don't... It's just because I like to have food. I like to go for food and have a drink. I do drink, but I like to have food with it. And I go, God, kids are getting very cultured now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only time we start thinking of food, and as I said, there was at two o'clock in the morning. We were getting kicked out of the pub. That's right, yeah. and, next, and when you woke up in a heap the next day, what did you blame the, it on? The food. It wasn't a drink. Back. Yeah, that come back. That, that curry. <laughs> that curry killed me. It was nothing to do with the eight points that you'd had. No, no. Followed by the couple of shorts. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the dodgy yeah. bottle of wine in Lisa Street. <laughs> oh, they were terrible. Jesus, the bottles of wine in Leeson Street, you couldn't drink them. They cost a fortune. And they were fucking terrible. Do you remember That's... what it was called? No. Leafa Milch, wasn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leafa Milch, yeah. yeah. And then if you, had, if you could, I think if you could, you could get blue known if you had a couple of quid extra. Yeah. The blue, and Black Tower. <laughs> and Black Tower. That, when you think back, that we yeah. three bottles of wine back then. Yeah. That's Black Tower. The Black Tower, Leafa Milch, and Blue Known. That was it. Well, we only had uh, we only if had you were three. Mark and you followed Celtic, you had book fast. <laughs> well, we only had three drinks. We had we had Guinness, we had uh, Harp, and we had Smilix. And then we had Forstenburg, and then we got McCardle's Ale, and then we then got we Lowe's. Had, oh, then we had, I remember when I worked in the Swiss College as a part-time barman, I did Saxon. That's in Swiss Saxon. College in, in Inchicore? No, the Swiss College up in Santry. It's now a block right. department. Tell me uh, what you had. Satsum brow people used to own. Ah, That's a lovely brow. gold, the gold paper on the top. Yeah. Bottle, you know, a bottle of Satsum brow. And it was diet pills, right? I right. Thought, I didn't know. I thought that was for diabetes, diabetics. Yeah. that got that, in my simple mind, I went, it must be diabetic. Yeah. It's diet pills. Now, somebody yeah. needs to come on here and explain to me, is I right there? And I'll have to ask me, my son, the scientist, like, yeah. take diet pills, was that anything to do with diet? Yeah. Or was it anything to do with illness or whatever? Because I don't yeah. think any medical person recommends alcohol of anywhere, any shape or size to take, you know what I mean? And come here, you never smoked, Greg, did you? No, I, I, I used to smoke when smokes were really, really cheap. And, and people used to be constantly saying to me, do you want smoke? And, and, and everybody flashed their smokes. Yeah. Remember that? So we used yeah. to take, after about the fifth person saying, do you want to smoke? We used to just say, yeah, I'll take one. To see yeah. if he said, you don't smoke. And he would yeah. offer me. Or yeah. if I was smoking, I'd hold it and people would come around and go, yeah, Greg, you don't smoke. No, but it stops people offering to me if I just hold one in my hand. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I never got it. I remember trying a cigarette and I got dizzy. And I said, what? what? Well, it's just yeah. I don't know. They all seem to be enjoying it. I couldn't yeah. get that worse. Than, than it was part of your uh, part of your clothes, wasn't it? That's a nice shirt. That's a lovely jacket. She's there, great smokes. 
now I don't sit. Well, there's not as many smokers, but you wouldn't see them going around the table at 10. Anybody yeah. want to smoke? The, no. No, they're actually <laughs> delighted that they have to smoke outside so they can sneak out and have one on their own around the back. I hope, like that, like they hope the teacher isn't catching them. They're just hoping another smoker doesn't see them. Oh, Jesus, I hope nobody sees me. I have to fucking give one to somebody because they must be, they must be well, the price of a, a month's insurance on your car for for twenty back yeah. now. Like actually, I'm, you're just you're making me think of something now. I think I'm going to take the James's Street. Christian Brothers School to court because the teachers used to smoke up the top of the front of the class and, and they'd be eating little cakes and a bottle of milk and they'd be smoking right they all have the fucking thing I tell you I think would I got they, would they go, <laughs> that's why I got that cup. the next person to get the sum right gets uh, the rest of this <laughs> they, get, they get the book a couple of drags out of the book there for you well he saw a different thing and he won serious stuff with that girl so, so he had it and still has a kind of thing Whereas we would have let that girl go. It's like it's like your woman. What's that skinny model that that uh, and she's sticking for um your man Pitt. No, not Brad Pitt. Uh, the hey, you know your man that's the mad fella that was in court lately. Oh, Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Johnny, Johnny Depp. Depp. Yeah, and she's she stuck up for him. I remember the teacher and I won't name his name, but I remember yeah. we we brought they brought us up to mountains when we were kids, right? Yeah. A, a gang of a gang of kids from Coolock that were in the city. <laughs> Bring them up to Wicklow Mountains and calm them down. Like, let them run them up, tear around the place. And we put them in a hostel, you know. We were, <laughs> we were in the hostel, hostel, and I think somebody snuck a beer or two in, and we sipping over the beer. One bright spark got an idea. Put newspaper around the light. And now yeah. we'll dim it down. The teachers were, they were in the, the hostel across the way. They won't know. That we're yeah. So we were all there having the crack. And I remember we were going, and then the room just all of a sudden started getting brighter. Yeah, I kind of thought couldn't be morning, yeah. And didn't next one at the lampshade just collapsed. The heat built up so much, the lampshade went on fire and it just <laughs> collapsed onto the ground. We all jumped up and said, Oh, what are we going to do? Who got us in? We have a bit of sellotape, it's sellotape the lamp, the light on, but nobody put that light on for the rest of the time we're here. The next day or two, anybody don't put that light on. And I remember one one of the lads, we were, the teacher said, go in there and tidy up that kitchen. It was the kitchen over where the teachers were. You know, yeah. Like, you, know yeah. you, you didn't question anything. Yeah. I'm calling you, I think it was one of the lads, he called, hey, Greg, Clacky, have a look at that, look at that. There was four empty bottles of Kabozze brandy in the fucking bin. Nature's bringing us up the mountains. Imagine if yeah. that happened to us, we were all off that bin. And come on. Who's driving? Give one of the kids the keys. They're so far sober than the rest of us. <laughs> I remember when, when you got to, um, I done towards you, I went on to do fifth year, do we leave and said, and then he tried to switch the subjects. And I'd, I'd done carpentry and uh, mechanical drawing. And he said, oh, you'd have to change school because we're not, there's not enough doing that. You'd have to do engineering and metalwork. So I tried that and it was like, the other kids had done it for three years and you were a fish out of water. It wasn't the dumbest kid in the block, but I, I felt yeah. the dumbest because I was trying to catch up for three years. So I just said to them, no, I, I said to my mum and dad, I'm going to do the construction course. I've got to go into building or something. And yeah. I'm doing pre-employment. But all of a sudden, the teachers that taught that, they were, they yeah. were great guys, right? 
Yeah. And they treated you that all of a sudden because you've done your junior said now they, they treated you totally different. You were treated like adults, right? Yeah. Greg, and they'd be caught, you know, he wasn't Clark, Greg, girl, right? I got it. And he gave us a nixer to do to pay yeah. for this trip they were going to bring us on up the mountain. And he said, right, it was plug boards. He used to have a chipboard board at the back of your, you know, in your hall, and you open up the plot and the fuse board is on it. That's right, yeah. Back of that, there was a, a chipboard. And there was four holes counter sunk into it, and we had to counter sunk the machine. And the teacher said, "Right, the truck will pull in there. He's all picking in turn. Stay back on a Wednesday. We finished there. He stay back for an hour or two, and we were there going through them. Right, and I always thought at the end of it, what a clever bit. They we probably got probably cost thirty quid to bring us up the mountains for the two days. They probably made three hundred quid." I doubt if there was any receipts being shown or invoices. No, in I wouldn't think so. Them days. But, you know, fair play. I always remember the teacher bringing us. I worked in the Swiss college and he's, I finished and he said, where are you at? Yeah, no, I'm great. And I said, no, I work in the Swiss college. I'm actually going up to do the stock. I'll give you a lift up there. Oh, great. It's in the cab room. He's dropping over. He said, he said, I think I'm going to have a point. Yeah, are you ready? Do you want to have a point? <laughs> I don't think we can have a point. I'm only 17. <laughs> yeah, yeah, They're yeah. going to serve me in the pub and barely looking to be having the job. But like that's how the, the attitude yeah. totally, you were treated as an adult. I actually yeah. just said to a young girl today that served me in Musgraves, and uh, I was in the queue, and, and Alison had said to me the weekend that uh, young kids of 18 now, she was talking to a couple of teachers that are in the salon, she says, they kind of nearly have to look at them as if they're nearly 16 and a half, 17 because of two years of lockdown. Their yeah. social skills, communication hasn't really developed. Mm. So it mm. makes us look. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, somebody talked to me, you know, the employ people for skills or attitude. And yeah. I would have said, oh, oh, well, you know, skills can be taught. It's the attitude. And then I thought, well, you know, your attitude can be changed if you're, if you're open to changing. Because mm. if, if that's the case, we wouldn't have people who recovered addicts because nobody had given them a chance. So you have to give yeah. people a chance. But once mm. you've given them the chance, they have to show up. You have to, you yeah. have to show up. So the kid, I'm there at the, and there's only a couple of things, but a younger guy who's probably in 22, but he's more senior mm. for and she was, he was showing her the thing, right? But I'm standing there. And then a senior manager came along. He was probably annoyed. What he's interrupted me for? So the two of them engrossed in this thing and I'm waiting there. But not, neither of them made eye contact with me. Neither of them looked mm. up. I was oblivious. And then they looked around the guy and goes, oh, dear, sorry. And I went, I just thought I was invisible there. I thought I was out there discovering the secret of invisibility. And, yeah. then, and she says, oh, no, sorry. And I said, oh, you're grand. And she put it through. And then I said, you're only learning. And she says, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I said, you're school lady. You're leaving, search. Yeah. I said, we said when we, my wife was throwing something at me there. Well, maybe you would agree with this. I'd love your opinion. And she says, what's that? I says, she said teachers, and, and, and she was thinking of ourselves, and a few people, she was talking to that. People of your age, uh, that are, you're, how old are you, 18? And she says, yeah, I'm 18. And I says, well, would, would I be right in saying that you're probably are at the mental age of like 16 and a half, 17, rather than 18? Would you agree mm-hmm. because of COVID and the lockdown? Oh, definitely. I definitely agree. And I says, mm-hmm. she said, like, I didn't even get, you know, interview training skills that you'd get when you were in school. Or in, I never got any of that. I missed out on a lot of all that. And it makes you, it does make yeah. you older. And one of the yeah. things that Alison did say to me that she, another teacher had said to her, and it's amazing. The thing I love about our job is we meet people on a wonderful mm. basis from every aspect of life. Mm. We, we, we become 
knowledgeable. We're not experts at anything, but we're knowledgeable on everything. You know, yeah. what I mean? so we're aware yeah. of stuff. And the, the teacher said, the problem I have is that when they moved the leave and cert and made it the point easier, mm -hmm. you made courses except accessible to kids that maybe aren't really ready for that or aren't mm -hmm. quite capable. And then they're coming on the course in college and mm -hmm. then they're probably going to end up saying, I can't cope with this. And then they're dropping out. So could yeah. we end up having a generation of kids wandering around yeah. because they, they don't want to go back to do a PLC. Yeah. I had college and then they can't get into and, and they've lost the opportunity because they weren't pitched in or they weren't educated up to the level they should have been to get onto yeah. that course. But we made it because of COVID. Ah, look, God loved them. And did we do them a favour? You know, it, it, time will tell. Time will tell. I hope we're wrong. But I just feel now yeah. made me look when I seen that question. And, and then when I look at what Alison was saying, it's now made me look at anybody new. You're coming into my business. That all is. 18 that has leaving cert standard and has come through is well, maybe I need to coach them maybe they need that opportunity but they need the opportunity but yeah. maybe we can't it's like the phrase isn't it you'll never know the kids of today the kids of today and yeah. I always remember saying that my dad, my dad would say that and I've always said well, I've worked out how to work out the kids of today is the, the reason you'll never understand them is because you're not them because my dad didn't understand me when I was a kid but the yeah. thing we have to learn is they don't, they're not going away. They're your future yeah. workforce. You have to That's learn right. how to work with them. And, yeah. you have to listen yeah. to them. and when you walk with them, you know, you can um, you can get into their, their mindset as well. And it's good to stay young and it keeps you young. You know, like but there is a big difference between a 17 year old and a 19 year old, and a big difference between a 16 and an 18 year old. But when I think when I went into hairdressing, it was two, two and a half years of hairdressing. I went in when I was 14 and a half put out of school and when I went into it after two and a half years I was crap I was brutal there was nothing I could do and and then I got someone that was interested in me and took me on and I worked alongside him and I was managing this shop within a year of working there he just needed to tweak a lot of things with me. I could do things I didn't do them right but he tweaked it and I'm only thinking now after you telling that story there that's what the problem was. I was too young. I was too young. Like, it's a big difference. Now, we have a 17-year-old working with us, and she's going to be 18 in, in December. But she's a very, she's different now. I mean, this girl is is very uh, uh, confident, and she only has to tell her something once, and she, she's great. But the few and far between, like, most, most people that age, I know I wasn't anyway, I fucking haven't got a clue. She didn't have a clue about did, anything great. Did she work part-time for you before she this, went? This girl works part-time, but I think she's going into something else. I, she's thinking about going into hairdressing, but she could go into medicine or anything. She's a very clever girl and looks really good now. Looks really good. <coughs> like, I mean, you could give her a scissors and comb, but she'd walk to her client and the client wouldn't jump. She wouldn't be afraid of her, except she wouldn't be able to do the walk, but she looks the part. You know, really, really good. Good people, you know, but the kids are different now. What a lot of other kids are are different, and they do take it. It you know the way we used to be able to say she's gonna be brilliant, and you suss it out immediately. It takes you a little while to figure that out. For for me, it takes me a little while to figure that out now because I think I don't know about that. I don't know, but but if you persevere and you stick with it, and if you involve, if if you if you um 
if you take on every avenue uh, of, of that girl, whatever you can do with her and walk with her, she could be your next superstar. Do you know, there's loads of superstars out there. But you know, I'm going to tell you something now really quick, Greg. I was talking to someone today. I don't know what it was you. I don't think it was you. But anyway, it was uh, about the models that Kieran used to get. Kieran got this model one time, and you wouldn't. Oh, well, it was me. It was me. Yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't look at you. If I said to you, I'm going to use that girl as a model, you would say to me, there's something wrong with you. There's no way she was model material. Kate Moss. Mm. Like, I mean, I don't know how, how you would look at her and think that she's a model. She's one of the best models ever. Like, super, super, super model. But she's kind of skin and bone, and she, you know, that girl that Kieran got, she'd sit there, wait for him to call her, and he'd be he'd be prepping everybody up. And she'd be on the phone like this, that, and the other. And then he'd say, uh, uh, Siobhan, Siobhan, are you right? Yeah, sure. And she just stands in front of the camera. And Cameron, he doesn't even have to, she's doing this, she's doing, she, she knows all the moves, she has the whole thing like that. She's incredible. You know, like, sh there's some kids out there that's, as a massive talent, massive talent, like, you know. But, uh, no, that's, that's my rant then, anyway. Right. Well, on that night, we're going to bring a little duo of dudes night to an end. And let's hope the next one we should have a full house, um, hopefully, because we'd be dying to hear what Mark thought of Brian Ferry, and hopefully Brian Ferry lived there, lasted for the whole kick, because he must be he must be nearly as old as me mum and dad were at this stage now, because he's older than Bowie, I think. So you know, old was Bowie. Um, I'm sure we'll 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 get Paul on and talk about the fantastic night and what it was like to be up on stage and have your industry you know, feel you're worthy of being called an icon because me and you have gone through it and, and it is lovely to think because sometimes you think you're going, we are doing what you do because you love it. You don't even think of why you're doing it. And then it's nice to think to other people. But I also want to see what Keith and Paul, because we haven't, uh, Ke uh, Sean, we haven't had the two guys on since the passing of the Queen. And I'd love to get talk to them a little bit more about the future of the monarchy and, and what generally people feel about the changes, the dramatic changes in English society, if you look at it now, like their, you know, their, their, their queen that's been around for decades is gone. So it's a new era. And we've just, their prime minister's gone. And is it time for a new era there after 12 years of political change? And how is it over there at the moment? So that, there's a lot of stuff that hopefully a lot of things can happen in a very short space of time. And we just want to say our thoughts are with everybody, you know, that lives in Donegal because that that kind of a tragedy as somebody who came through a tragedy back in the in the in the eighties of of young people passing away and people just dying that you know their their normal life was lying there ahead of them. Let's hope that people can can survive it because I survived it and part of what got me through it was as remarkable respect for the people who have passed to live your life and celebrate every moment that they never got to cherish and never got to have. So on that note, Duncan, thanks for your company as always. It's been a great talking to you, Greg. Cheers until we As see always. you again. Take care. Yeah. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for watching or listening to the Hair Dudes Conversations podcast, episode 19. Because you've got this far, we must be doing something right. So please don't forget to like, comment, give us a five star review, and share, share, share with all your friends, family, and other hair dudes out there. Until the next time, take care. <laughs>